Praise the Lord and welcome to Russ Podcast tonight. I'm your host, Kirk Space. Are you saved today? Do you have a born-again Christian experience that you want to share on the show? Are you religious or even questioning the Bible and God's existence? If so, I want to have a conversation with you. You can reach out to me at rustpodcast at proton.me. That's rustpodcast at proton.me. I'm also on Instagram. You could send me a message over there. Just find me, get a hold of me, and let's have a conversation. So on this episode, I have another interview that I got um, from the Joshua Revolution Conference. Adam and Jared went up, um, and they got Jason, uh, Jason Safakis. He was episode six, and they got another one lined up for me. Uh, this kid, he's a 16-year-old kid. His name is Taylor, and he comes on the show with his stepmom April and his younger eight-year-old sister, and they share their testimonies. And they have an incredible deliverance testimony uh, from demonic possession. This, I've this was the first time I've ever spoke to somebody that dealt with demonic possession like this and they kind of Taylor gives his his uh, side of the things and uh, April his stepmom she kind of gives her view and, and her take on how she was able to see it and what was kind of happening in their house as all of this took place it was very 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 um, moving and you know I kind of was able to relate with some of the things that they were experiencing from uh, a lot of the demonic stuff I was experiencing in my life. And it's it's a very powerful episode, and you guys aren't going to want to miss this. So without any more delay, let's get over to Taylor right now. Okay, so tonight I have uh, another interview here from... The JR Conference. I'm joined by Taylor, his stepmom April, and his sister Lila. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm um, I'm good. I'm excited to do this because uh, I was texting your stepmom a little bit throughout the week, and she said you have an incredible deliverance testimony. I'm I'm a kind of excited to hear. And uh, April, you have a, a YouTube channel also, don't you? I I think I looked. You sent me the link. I I was able to see like a couple of your videos on there. Yes. How's yeah. that? How's that been going for you? Um, I haven't done a lot lately, but it was something that I just God was speaking to me through some different ways, and a friend of mine said, "You got to share this." So I made the YouTube channel, and I sent that video out to everyone I could on my Facebook page, and um, I just want to share the Lord however I can. So. Praise God. Yeah, usually when uh, other people come to you and say, you need to say something, that's the Lord trying to tell us, like, hey, come on. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, 
Taylor, you're you're what, 16 years old, I believe, I was told? Yeah, and, I just turned 16. Awesome. And and uh, how old is your sister, Lila? She's eight. Eight. Awesome. Well, why don't you guys, uh, just real quick before we get into uh, your stories and your testimonies, just maybe share a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from. And you know how you how you came to find uh, the JR conference because I'm real I'm close friends with Pastor Mike who who puts that uh, conference on. So just share a little uh, bit about yourselves and and you know what you're all about. Okay, so again, my name is Taylor. I am I was born and raised in North Tonawanda, New York. North Tonawanda, New York. Um, my aunt and my uncle. Uh, Aunt Christine and Uncle Will, they actually uh, invited me to the Joshua Revolution for like a birthday slash Christmas present. And I was excited to go because I, I love God. And when I was 13, I got diagnosed with epilepsy. Wow. And uh, almost two months ago, I have been seizure-free. Praise the God. The said I don't have to take any more of my seizure pills. And, yeah. Hallelujah. Wow, that's incredible. So that two months ago, that was uh, fairly recent. Wow, that's incredible. Praise God. So my name's April, and I'm 37. I'm from, I grew up in Pendleton, New York, now in North Tonawanda also, because Taylor's my stepson. So, um, and unfortunately I couldn't be at the conference this time, but um, I got married recently in June and I had five children and now I have 10. Wow. So. <laughs> So I felt like I needed to be with some of the kids during that time. and Yeah, it's a week of Christmas. I totally understand that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so have you guys uh, ever been over to Pastor Mike's church on Grand Island, Cross River Tabernacle? I have um, yeah. a couple times. Nice. Yeah, we go up. It was really great. Yeah, his, his church is incredible. We... uh. I live down here in central PA and it's like four hours away from us. And every wow. time he has um, some of the ministers in from SBN come up, we, we drive up and usually stay for the weekend. And, you know, we've, I've gotten pretty close with Pastor Mike and some of the people there. It's, it's definitely an incredible church. Lila, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. All right, Hi. let's hear it. Hi, my name is Lila and I'm eight and I was born in Lockport. New York, and um, I love places. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, hallelujah. I hope you're excited to, to have a conversation with us tonight, and I'm glad, you know, you, you decided to jump in here. Yeah. All right, so let's, uh, let's open with some prayer here, and we'll, we'll get down to the Lord's business. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to be able to come together with Taylor and his sister Lila and their stepmom April 
And Lord, we just pray that your spirit can be about this conversation, Lord, and, and you can lead us and guide us to, to where you would have us to go. And Lord, we just pray that when this recording goes out to the world, that you can lead it to anybody anywhere in this world who might need to hear this. And Lord, we give Jesus all of the glory, and in Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. 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 All right, so whoever wants to start first, uh, you guys can draw straws or however you want to do it. <clears throat> and uh, you guys kind of tell me how you just came to know the Lord and where you're at today and, you know, what the Lord's doing. Thank you. I think maybe if Taylor shares first, that'll make the most sense. Sure. All right. So I just started walking with the Lord recently. Um, so I, I grew up going to church with my dad and my siblings, but I haven't really been walking with the Lord when I've been going to church. And I, I've done some rough things in my past. Like I, I would be grounded a lot. I would get in trouble a lot. I would start fights with my siblings. I would lie and I would steal. And I would always think it wasn't, no, it wasn't a big deal. And I, like, I would get in trouble at school. And I, and I wouldn't really care about school. And then April came into my my dad's life and she started helping me out with the Lord. We went to three different churches to see which one would fit us. And um, we found this one church and the pastor married my mom and my dad. And we started going to his church, Calvary Full Gospel. And um, I got baptized there. And two days before I got baptized, I sort of got a feeling like I like I I would start th throwing up and for like no reason. And I would start asking for prayer from my stepmom and my dad. And then I would start feeling better. Like I wouldn't feel like suicidal. I wouldn't feel like a disappointment. I I would feel like I was enough. I would feel like I have a purpose. I I felt like God put me on this earth for a purpose. And like I said, when I was 13, I started having seizures. And I would get made fun of because of those seizures. I wouldn't be able to do things that other kids would be able to do. They be on a travel basketball team. I would 
only have to stay at home games. And I want to be able to go on field trips. And I want to be able to go swimming a lot. And then I met the Lord and almost two months ago, I stopped having seizures. Hallelujah. And, and I started making more friends. I, the doctor said I don't have to take any more seizure pills. I started going to um, more churches, like more youth groups. I go to a youth group every other Tuesday mm -hmm. and every Wednesday. And I I have um a relationship with my siblings and I have more friends now. So the Pra Lord has helped me out a lot. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that that's incredible. And uh what do um have you have you told the doctors uh, how and why you were delivered? Um, actually, my stepmom did. Uh, she would take videos of me having a demon <laughs> so she could show me what I would be like because I wouldn't remember. I would basically black out. And I, like, I, I grabbed a knife once. I try killing myself wow and then, and then i ran out of her house ran down the street and then i fell down had a seizure wow but back to what he said um kirk back to what you said it was a really big opportunity every time we went to the doctors every time something was happening i was able to share with them um that god was healing and delivering him yeah so the one neurologist i did have a video of one of the times that i was praying over him and he had manifested a demon where he had a seizure and then it turned into uh the demon was speaking through him wow and it was actually chanting to kill and destroy over and over again um <sighs> so I showed the video to the neurologist and I said, have you ever had someone having a seizure and speaking in the middle of their seizure? Right. And she watched the video and she said, no, I've never heard of that. Wow. And I said, this is spiritual. And, um, but you know, I said, I believe the Lord is delivering him and there's more I want to tell you about that. Um, when you're ready to hear, more about the deliverance testimony. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, if the doctors uh, have okayed him to come off of his medicine, um, what 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 are they saying about it? Like, are they are they in agreement that you know the Lord has delivered him, or are they kind of thinking you know whatever they want to think? Well, the the one neurologist said, well, it seems that they were stress induced seizures, so since he hasn't had them and since it seems like the medication may be making him have headaches and tired because he's wanting to sleep all day 
um, and mood swings and angry, he said that he was having those feelings on the medication. So she said, well, in that case, get off of them. Yeah. And <laughs> I wasn't expecting that it would happen that easily and quickly. Right. But we were very happy about that. Um, but no, she didn't, she didn't say that she agreed with the, what was causing the seizures, but she couldn't argue with the video though. Oh yeah. I mean, how could you? Wow. That's uh, you know, and, um, my one friend, Jared, the other guy that was at the conference, um, last week, uh, his brother, now Jared and I have been, uh, we grew up together. We've been best friends since, uh, first grade and we're, we're going on 37 years old now. And his brother, uh, developed epilepsy when we were, I think in early, early teen years, maybe 12, 13 years old. And he's had it ever since. And since Jared and I have gotten saved and, you know, gone through all these rabbit holes of research and demonology and conspiracy theory, and, you know, we, we studied a lot on the occult, we came to the conclusion that uh, epilepsy was probably most likely 100% demonic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, now saying that um, you had a video of that happening, like, that just confirms it more in my mind that, you know, epilepsy is just another form of spiritual warfare. Yeah, and like all all the sickness that we have in the world, so much of it, I believe, um, that if someone was able to go through the inner healing and the deliverance, that they can get healed from so much of the sickness. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Because it's from the devil, so... Right. Wow. What a, wow. That's, uh, that's amazing. And you know that, so just after getting, it wasn't long after getting saved that the Lord delivered him. Yeah. So he grew up like believing in God. Right. But, um, what's that? Never really walked from what yeah so when i met his dad um and i saw him having the seizures like a lot of times every day um i had been studying about deliverance for a few years two or three years maybe i just i had a passion for it and i would listen to videos and teachings while i would do my cleaning jobs because i had a cleaning business yeah so when I saw him having the seizures and st saw the way that he was acting also, um, a lot of rejection and um, just fear of abandonment, a lot of like stuff that resembled ADHD. Right. Um, he would just get really down. Like if someone was picking on him, he would get so down about it. And I just recognized the things and felt like um, there was a demon. I mean, and then I prayed and I'm like, Lord, if if these seizures are a demon, then please let me pray over him that he can be free from this. Right. So one morning 
um, he came to me and he had written on a piece of paper, a picture, and it said like, help me, save me from it. And what, what else did your picture have on it? It had like a cross, I think. It had dead man. A dead man. On it. And it had crosses on it too. Wow. So he said, he goes, I, I don't remember writing this, but I woke up and this paper was next to me. So I went out to the living room and sat down with him. And I started sharing with him a couple testimonies of when a couple of my children had actually manifested a demon and I prayed over them and the Lord helped me um, and the Lord delivered them from a demon. So when I was sharing this testimony to him, he started to go into a seizure and he started growling. Mm. And I knew then that it was a demon. I started praying for him and the Holy Spirit gave me something. Um, I don't remember if it was rejection or fear of abandonment, but the Holy Spirit gave me the right word at that moment to command the demon to leave. And then Taylor, I prayed the Holy Spirit would fill him and share his love with him. And Taylor just started weeping. Wow. And he said something like, that's the first time I felt God's love. Um, do you remember that, Taylor? Yes. And I honestly thought that we were done. But that was actually just the beginning of the deliverance and the healing because it was a process every, almost every single day, he would have one to three seizures. And I started to realize each time it was a demon manifesting. Right. And I started to just pray as soon as he'd have the seizure and the demon would get more angry. And um, many times the demon would leave the Lord would help show him or me something, the the key to um to cutting off the legal rights. Right. So it was a process though, and it wasn't until just a few weeks ago that we haven't had these episodes of the praying um the demon manifesting and stuff wow that's so even even after the seizures were gone they like abruptly stopped where he was having three a day and they just abruptly stopped but he was still having some manifestations of the demon like <sighs> halloween day a demon manifested and was mm. there all day and it wasn't him and then um after we prayed about it god showed him that it was from working at a haunted house that he had opened a door to this demon yeah so did you guys have a chance to listen to my testimony no so i um when i was a kid uh like my early teens me and my friend i was big in the death metal scene and I have a whole bunch of satanic tattoos that I regret. And I was big into ghost hunting with my friends, and we went 
to uh, known haunted places all across Pennsylvania, you know, looking for trouble. And we ended up going to an abandoned uh, a sane asylum in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. we had a horrific experience with a demon. And uh, it manifested in front of me. And it attached itself to me, and it it stuck with me for about 15 years. And my life for about 15 years was nothing but demonic torment. Uh, I got real heavy into alcohol, uh, getting into pills. Um, I couldn't sleep at night because I was having sleep paralysis. Uh, Demons were manifesting in my bedroom. You know, my life was upside down, and, you know, just the amount of paranormal activity— that happened in my life was, was daily. I mean, I'd walk in my kitchen and cabinet doors would open up and slam and shut and doors would get slammed in my face. So it, what you just said reminds, reminds me of my life because that, you know, what the Lord told you was a hundred percent. Like I went looking for it and I opened a door and those things came in and attached themselves to me. And, you know, I, I'm so glad you guys are sharing this because there's so many people out there that have no idea how dangerous these things are, like a haunted house or, you know, yeah. the music we listen to or, or any, any a, a movie, a horror movie we watch. Like, these things are, are, are giving demon spirits legal rights to come in and do whatever it is they want to do. And that's exactly yeah. what's happening. And it's, wow, wow. That's unbelievable, you know, because th- I, <laughs> I experienced, you know, a lot of the same things from, from looking, you know, in the haunted places and going looking for it. Yeah. And like, we just want to give God all the glory for his deliverance. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I was just like praying God use me. And I know it's a weird prayer for me to say, but I would say, Lord, if ever, you know, there's someone who needs deliverance, I pray that they would manifest and you'd help me to cast out the demon because I want to see people free. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um... I agree with you. <laughs> I, you know, I pray for every day for the Lord to use me, you know, put me in the path of somebody who needs something, you know, just, just use me on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. And I'd like to share when, um, in the beginning stages of the deliverance, Taylor had a dream one night that he said that he saw, like, I think it was Jesus and a bunch of horses, white horses. And I think Jesus was riding on the horse and the angel, right? Um, And they were actually coming to save him because I think the night before that, he dreamed that there were just hundreds of demons. With black horses, he said. And, um, but God has just been pouring out the dreams, the visions, and um, I think like maybe four years ago or so, I started to realize that God spoke in dreams and visions today. Because right. I was raised like with a Baptist background. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... I was raised to believe that the gifts had stopped right when the Bible was written. Yep. That's what they teach. So, but then as I, I realized that I was, um, 
I got to a point where I was like not seeking the Lord anymore and I had backslidden, I guess. And um, when I started reading the Bible for myself and thinking to myself, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm saved, but I am not free. Right. And there's supposed to be power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you don't mind, if I share uh, Joel chapter, chapter 2, verse 28. Sure. It says, um, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Mm -hmm. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on even on servants, men and women alike, and I will cause wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. So when I had read those verses, it's like my eyes were opened and I actually started praying that God would give me dreams and he did. Right. Within like a day of me praying that, he started speaking through dreams. Wow. So. Yeah, and Peter actually uh, quoted uh, that same verse in Joel in his inaugural message uh, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 when, when the Holy Spirit fell, and they all got baptized with the Holy Spirit, and Peter came out preaching the inaugural message of the church. He he quoted Joel, that in the last days God will pour out of his Spirit. You know, your sons and your daughters will—visions, prophecies, dreams, it's all there. And you know you're you're right yeah. though. Like the the Baptist, uh, I literally just had a conversation online yesterday with somebody who's Baptist. They're trying to say that uh, none of the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't exist today, and all those things ceased. I'm like, well, <laughs> somebody getting born again is a, a a moving of the Holy Spirit. Like, how do you explain it? Like, Jesus Christ is the same yeah. yesterday, today, and forever. Like he he doesn't stop moving. Like, man. And, and we have all that stuff in the New Testament about the different spiritual gifts. Right. That was to the church. Yep, absolutely. So. Wow. I'm, I'm very thankful that God opened my eyes to that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, wow, that's <laughs> incredible. And within a day. That, and that's how, like... You know, some people get, you know, they say, like, I pray and the Lord doesn't answer. And, you know, like, he will. If you're if you're seeking with an honest heart and, you, you know, you're, you are looking for the Lord's will to be done, he will move immediately. And just like with you, you know, the next day he was giving you visions and dreams. It's incredible. Yeah. So what, uh, Taylor, what, what has school been like now um, with you and, you know, some of the kids in, in your school now uh, with these things stopping? So the school I go to has no kids because I'm homeschooled. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even better. I would love to do homeschooling for my daughter, but I don't know if that's going to be an option. It's easy. Yeah. Well, the way yeah. the world today, it's it's certainly the best option, I I, I would say. He wasn't very happy about it for a while. <laughs> and then I started praying, and then I felt like it was the best option, and it was best for one-on-one -on -one time. Right. But we didn't 
really feel like we had an option when all the seizures were happening. Yeah, I get that for sure. I just asked my husband, I said, what do you think if like I keep him with me while I go do my cleaning jobs and I can try to homeschool him, but in between having seizures and sleeping half the day because of the seizures, it's a little difficult to get school done. Right. <laughs> wow. But well, glory to, glory to God of, of what he's doing. <clears throat> yeah, he's come a long way. Praise the Lord. And you, Taylor, you said that, you know, kids would pick on you and, you know, you'd have a hard time. Uh, because of because of your seizures, has that changed now with, with some of your friends and, and other kids your age that you do interact with? Yeah. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll keep praying that you know. And so this was a, a daily, a daily battle with these demons, huh? Yeah. Wow. I'm in, like in awe because I ha I've never talked to anybody before that had uh, like demonic manifestation mm -hmm. like this. So, I, I mean, this is all new. I mean, I know, you know, what the Bible says about it, but I've never talked to anybody that actually experienced this. I, I couldn't wow. imagine what you guys, uh, what I know what home life was like for me when, you know, I was in my younger years uh, with demons in my house. You know, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know anything. I, I was agnostic. And uh, I know the living atmosphere of my house was very uncomfortable. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine seeing it manifest like that. Wow. Um, he actually was in and out of the hospital a lot. Um, yeah, like the psychiatric center um, because he would get very suicidal. And even one time he said that he woke up in the middle of the night and he went to grab a knife, Whoa. but then he dropped the knife and he started crying and he like woke up. So it wasn't him. It was the demon that right. wanted to take his life. Yeah, absolutely. But it would put thoughts in his head like, you don't belong here. And he would just start saying, like, I don't belong and crying. And um, next thing I know, he was running away or strangling himself with something. Wow. And so it was a fight. Every day it was a fight. But I just see miracles, like, all the time now. Praise God. <laughs> Every time I would see, you know, progress, like one demon that he was delivered from was a miracle. Right. And I, we just kept believing. So, like, God is just, God does exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think. Oh, absolutely. Amen to that. I want to ask, uh, Taylor, when you... um or you ate, when uh, when he brought that letter to you that that was written, uh, I believe you said it. It said, "Help me or save me." And he had the crosses drawn on it, and he didn't remember doing that. Do you think that that was your actual your actual self and your 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 own spirit in some kind of subconscious state trying to reach out for help, like to get, to make contact? I actually never really thought about it like that, but now I think about it, yeah, I think it is. 
I think it was. Wow. Almost like you, they, um, like they had your soul and your spirit in a prison, and you were looking for a window just to get a message out to say you needed help. Man, it's just it's mind blowing. That's actually how he described it a lot of times, right? That you felt like you were just in a dark cell, right? Yeah, with no windows besides only cracks. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys experience anything like in your house? Like, were there were like things going bump in the night, or did you just see this stuff kind of manifest just with him and himself? Well, I have a little brother. Uh, he's ten. He, it, like, he would uh, get angry for no reason. He would uh, be a jerk to everyone for no reason. And my other brother uh he would just be shy like he wouldn't want to talk to anyone hmm. um i've had some times where i woke up during the night and felt the demonic presence right but so he was pretty I, much the main uh the main focal point of all this activity was just in him yeah and also sometimes with the other children, I'll also know that the way they're acting, sometimes they've been demonized where they'll say a lot of really hurtful, nasty things. And I'm like, I know that's really not just right. coming from them. Right. Like, it almost seemed like the family was under attack. So. And I have had, like, demons go through my siblings and try to attack me with that right like my seven-year-old sister sky <laughs> <laughs> well it seems like they got their 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 crosshairs over you for a reason you must have a pretty big call in your life that they don't want to uh manifest yeah what i want to do is i want to help kids that have had a bad past and i want to help them and I want to let them know that they are enough and that they have a, a bright future in front, of them, in front of them because everyone deserves a bright future. Yeah. Everyone deserves more than a second chance because yeah. God Amen. gave us plenty of chances. Right. He will never stop giving us more chances. Yeah, unlimited chances he's given us. I mean, we don't deserve any of them, but his grace is sufficient. Um, I want to, for the listener's sake, um, I just want you, Taylor, to touch a little bit on the haunted house experience of the Lord letting you guys know that this is what opened the doorway. So do you remember that story of, of how that, that happened yeah so like i i would uh scare people for i would pretty much scare people for money and or like free food but like so was this like one of those halloween attractions that you worked at yeah i gotcha and 
I would be dressed up as a skeleton or like some, the Joker or even like I I have a mat. I still have this mask at my mom's at my real mom's house of a demon, wow. and I when I get a chance, I want to throw that mask into the fire. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Yeah, it could be the littlest things, you know, like these haunted houses or movies or music or anything, you know, that they're all doorways for the spiritual world. So I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I know in my, my the first year maybe in my, uh, for my conversion, I was arguing with people that they were still in uh, agreement that Halloween was okay and, you know, it was just, it's just another holiday. There's nothing like... From the background I had and uh, the deep rabbit holes I went down into, uh, Halloween is not just another holiday. It's 100% uh, a demonic holiday for the occult. Yeah. And, you know, people think, you know, they could dabble in this stuff and, and get away without any consequences, but that's not always the case. Yeah, I started putting my foot down um, probably two years ago where I said, we cannot celebrate Halloween anymore. Like, as long as I have any control over it, Amen. I don't want my kids to go trick-or-treating. Yep. Um, and I actually, our church did something on Halloween where we were giving people some food and stuff. Right. But even one of the pastors and I, we felt kind of convicted that we didn't like how, how it was done. Um, Though we believe everyone had good intentions, but um, I felt that I actually opened a door that night because when I went to bed, I was having dreams of seeing like a bloody face. And this happened mm. a couple different nights in a row where I was having demonic things in my dreams. Wow. And I was like, well, you know, when we did that, there were kids in costumes and they had masks or they had blood painted on their faces. And I was surprised in a way that I actually had opened a door by doing that. Right. Even though we were giving out tracks. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked about maybe next time having like um, something where people could come and repent and yeah. have like a worship tent or something where people could go. Prayer meeting or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that they, it was clear that we weren't like in agreement with the holiday. Right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's real easy to open doors, I guess. And well, and I, and I know firsthand because I I open a ton of them, and unfortunately now, like everybody's, you know, I'm sure you've heard, everybody's heard it. Like they, you know, when somebody goes to get tattoos, their parents are always saying, "You're gonna regret that." And I'm thinking, "Come on." Well, I have literally uh, an entire leg sleeve of horror movie portraits mm -hmm. tattooed on my leg uh, my entire right arm is sleeved of Stephen King I literally have uh, a Tower of Babel and Satan's face on my forearm and it, you know I, I'm reminded of this stuff every day now and I do regret it all of them and I, I cover all of my tattoos now daily um, because I don't even want to look at them you know and it's just now this... did you go through a lot of deliverance yourself uh, well, I was, uh, when I cried out to the Lord, so 
Adam, the guy that uh, Taylor met, me and Adam worked together, and Adam gave me uh, a thumb drive with a bunch of content after giving me the gospel for the first time. And he, he gave me a thumb drive, and he said, if you get through the stuff on this thumb drive, it's going to change your life. I said, all right, well, I'll look at it. So from the time he gave me that thumb drive to when I actually got saved was the worst experience. It was a mo- about a month. It was uh, the heaviest and the most extreme demonic attacks I've ever dealt with because uh, the devil knew I was getting close to Christ and finding the truth, and he didn't want to let go. So these attacks were were unbelievable. I mean, I drive a truck for a living, and I couldn't. Even, I wasn't getting any sleep. Like I was trying to sleep on my couch with SBN playing, having outer body experiences. Uh, this demon would basically possess me and whip me around my room. It felt like spiritually I was getting thrown up against the walls. Um, and the night before I got saved, I had a dream that I missed the rapture, and you know it was hell on earth. And Moloch, from the Bible, manifested in my dream and told me that he was the demon that's been tormenting me the last 15 years of my life. And he said, you're mine, you're staying with me, and, and you know, you're, you're not going, getting out of this. And he levitated me off the ground and sucked me towards him, and it felt like there was a hot poker stuck in my back, and I shot up awake in tears, panicked, thinking, if, if I don't get saved, I'm not making it. Like... I was afraid to even go to sleep again because I thought I wouldn't wake up, or if I did wake up, it would be in hell. So the next night, I sat in my recliner, and I repented. I cried out to the Lord, and I accepted Christ into my heart, and the deliverance was immediate. And I never experienced one thing ever again, ever. Wow. It was uh, it was literal immediate deliverance. I had peace, uh, like unbelievable peace. And uh, I slept like a baby, and it just it went away. It was gone. He delivered me uh, completely. And, you know, there were a lot of things that, that changed. I was delivered from, you know, we're not uh, perfect by any means. You know, some things hang on and, you know, habits and stuff. But for the most part, like the deliverance of the demonic in my life was uh, delivered immediately, and it was gone, and it's been gone ever since, and that's... March, it'll be four years now. That's awesome. Yeah, praise God. Like, I was, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. I really didn't. Like, he had me so, it was so real. You know, these, these, these spirits are real, and these demons are real, and I was convinced the next day after waking up, if I go to bed, I'm going to die. So I need to get saved or die is, is how I felt. You know, wow. and, and I was dragging my feet for a month, like the Holy Spirit had revealed to me the truth. And I was dragging my feet because I didn't want to surrender yet. You know, I was still hanging on to some things in the world, uh, some things I didn't want to let go, relationships. And, you know, the, the demonic just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And the things I was hanging on to weren't worth it. So I, I, I went all in. And I'll never look back. Yeah. Uh, so I just remembered, like, so one day, I mean, one morning, I woke up 
and I had a string around my neck. And the next night, I, I was also scared to go to sleep. And then I felt like this, some sort of like feeling that that God is there. I didn't know that I didn't know that he was there at that moment, but I just felt peace where I was able to go to go to sleep. Amen. I think my sister would like to share her testimony. Yeah, sure, Lila, whenever you're ready. Um a couple months ago, I was praying with my family, and I just felt the presence of God, and I just started crying. Um, and then I have these two stepsisters named Joy and Sky. I just decided to pray for them because they're always jumping over the place and screaming and doing gymnastics in the house. So I decided to pray for them. And they were just wiggling and smiling and laughing. And um, I don't know why. They're just being, trying to be funny. But they are just wiggly. Wiggly worms. <laughs> That's what they call them, wiggly worms. And also about um a year ago, my aunt kicked um, me, Taylor, and my dad, and my other siblings out because um, we didn't have anywhere to stay. And we had um, our dog. Um, his name's Rocky. So we had nowhere to go. So um, we had um, to go to motel room to motel room. And then God found his, found his way and um, provided us with a home to stay in and provided us with a great family. Praise God. Hallelujah. And now her father, who is my husband, um, he's had a job for the last eight months, and he's only called out sick one time. Wow. In eight months. But he has a great job now. He just went through like a really rough few months. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's uh, if spiritual warfare comes in so many different angles, you know, not just, you know, the demonic manifestations or the paranormal. It's in every facet of our life. And, you know, like we have to be such obedient to, to prayer on a, on a daily basis to fend this stuff off. And, you know, it's just... It's all going to go away pretty soon because we're all about to fly out of here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I can't wait. And and uh, if you guys are, I mean, if you have any more you want to share about the deliverance, um, because I want to get into some of your stuff, April, about um, the visions you were having that you were talking about in your YouTube video and get into yeah. some of that. Oh, Lila has one more thing to share. Okay. And sadly... 
um our dog we had to get rid of because um because um we couldn't um so at the at the hotels that we were going to they didn't allow dogs so we had to keep the dog in the car for a couple of weeks and then we couldn't keep him in the car so we had to get rid of him oh <laughs> Well, but I'm sure the Lord will found, will bring another one along. Uh, and she has this wild, crazy dog. That yes. is <laughs> more crazier than our old dog. <laughs> and he could sometimes be a pain. <laughs> but he is a good dog, though. Yeah. He drives everyone crazy, and a lot of the kids still love him. Well, that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you want to, if you got any more, we could share it now. And if not, you know, April, we can move into some of your stories here to yeah, finish it off. I would be happy to share. Awesome. Well, take it wherever you want to take it. If you want to uh, start with your testimony of how you met the Lord and maybe go into some of uh, your visions and whatnot, however you want to do it, the floor is yours. Yeah, so um, I I came to the Lord when I was four. <laughs> but wow. honestly, I don't, I don't remember um, praying with my mom to receive Jesus as my savior, but I do know at a young age on the bus in kindergarten, I was very excited to tell everyone about Jesus and I wanted everyone to know about Jesus so they could go to heaven and not hell. And um, I didn't always have the best way of evangelizing because sometimes I would just, someone would be mean to me and I would go, you know, you need to get saved or you're going to hell. And <laughs> it just kind of came across. That's the truth. Occasionally, not not in the best way, yeah. but <laughs> I was in kindergarten. Yeah. So. But I grew up um, going to the Baptist church like every Sunday and Baptist school. But then at middle school, I started going to a Pentecostal school. Mm. Um, and up through graduating. And I'm really thankful for having Christian parents and the education. Amen. And also the schools that I went to, because that also helped to open my eyes um, to what I believe is the full gospel. Mm -hmm. So. Praise God. Um, yeah. So my my life was a little rough like i feel like most of my life until the past couple years i was um not walking with the lord a lot of the time because i didn't really understand the severity of sin like i i felt like well i said a prayer you know god forgave all my sins but i didn't realize how much that was hurting God and um, how much I was opening doors. You know, right. I didn't realize that God gives us the freedom to overcome that sin. And we don't have to like walk in that sinful lifestyle. Right. So um, <clears throat> I, I got married at a young age of like 19. I actually went through two divorces um and in the second marriage this is an important 
part of my testimony. Um, I was just, I started drinking because I was just trying to have fun, you know, trying to be happy, I guess. Right. And I felt happy after a couple of glasses of wine. And um, then it just, a couple of glasses wasn't enough. So then I was up to like drinking one to two bottles of wine some nights. Mm. So I did this for probably six months. And um, I realized like this is becoming a problem. And then I was working a lot and I was trying to grow my cleaning business and have employees. So I wasn't home enough with the kids. And then all of a sudden um, I had like my husband at the time was wanting to file for divorce. My ex-husband was taking me to court and my, my child was telling me he was going to go live with dad, didn't want to be with me. So my world kind of just started crumbling. And that was after I realized, wow, God is really missing from my life right now. Like I am, what my family needs is Jesus. What I need right now is Jesus. What have I been doing? You know, kind of like the prodigal son. Right. So I started turning to God and all that. Even before that stuff started happening. But it was like at that moment, everything started going really downward. So um, I went through a lot of anxiety. I had an anxiety problem. And I went and got on medication for it. And then I didn't really like that medication. Actually, I think I got off of it for about five months. And I had depression. Like, I didn't want to do anything. It was hard for me to wash my dishes. It was hard for me to give my kids a bath. Like, I still went out to work, but everything felt very difficult. And I just felt like there was a heavy weight on me. But... During that time, I started reading the Bible like an hour a day in the mornings, and I didn't feel like God was really speaking to me much in it, but I just kept doing it because I felt like I knew God was the answer. Right. So five months of being depressed, and then I decided to get on depression meds and five months of that, and I was just like, Lord, I know you can heal me. So I'm going to get off this medication and I'm just going to trust you. And um, it was probably just about a month after getting off the medication, I went to a, a Pentecostal church that I was like, I want to start going to a Pentecostal church. <laughs> yeah. And I was at a prayer meeting and someone like prophesied over me. They're like, the Lord is showing me there's a weight on your shoulders and he wants to lift it off. And um, everything that he spoke over me, it was like from God's heart. And I was pretty amazed. Um, and then when I left that meeting, the depression was gone. Hallelujah. And it was, it was pretty permanent. Like I've had times where I have, anxiety or depression try to creep back in but now i know how to take authority over it right um but i didn't know much about deliverance back then so 
around that time, um, well, actually before that happened, I was starting to see things in the clouds. Um, I would see like the whole sky would look like fire or smoke. It would just be like billows of smoke. And then the next day, the whole sky looked like waves, like an ocean. And the next time, maybe within a week of that, I saw all these wispy clouds and it just looked like angels flying through the sky. And I thought to myself of a verse, he searches to and fro the earth looking for um, those whose hearts are fixed on him. Right. Like the Lord searches the earth to see whose hearts are fixed on him. And when I thought that verse in my mind, my daughter said, wow, look, it looks like God's flying across the sky. And she looked out the car window. Wow. God's amazing. And <laughs> that's how the Lord spoke to me. Yeah. But I just, I, I wish I could have taken a picture of the things that I saw in the sky. Because I'm like, is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> um, the clouds would just be shaped. Like one time it was a man with a beard kneeling at a rock. And I knew it was Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. And I saw snakes in the sky with their mouths open and teeth, fangs. Wow. And I felt like there was a spiritual battle and temptation coming. And then I also had the words, not my will, but thine. Mm. And can you not wait and pray? And like God warned me about things in my life through this and through dreams and different things. I didn't always listen because I was learning the most important thing, like, because I would get excited about the dreams and seeing things. But the most important thing is that we're seeking the Lord because we can have dreams and visions. We can cast out demons. And. But there's going to be people that do these things and Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Right. So the key thing is our relationship with him. Amen. And even for the disciples who are casting out demons, um, Jesus said to them, like, don't rejoice that they're obeying you, but rejoice that your name is written down in heaven. Uh, yep. Right. So, um, like I did pray. I said, after seeing all those things in the clouds, I started looking up like visions in the clouds and seeing what other people might have seen. And then I started to listen to some people share about how they were having rapture dreams. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was feeling like Jesus was coming soon, like from what I was seeing in the clouds. Right. Actually, one time I even saw a lion. That was the first thing I saw in the clouds back when I was getting my life right with God. And I felt like there's there's a revival coming and mm -hmm. Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. That's just. And um, I just felt an urgency. So I listened to a few of the people's dreams on YouTube and then I was like, Lord, 
I would love it if I could have a rapture dream. <laughs> I'm like, is it okay if I just ask for a rapture dream? <laughs> and it was like, I I heard the shofar when I was outside. I was hearing the shofar in your dream. Well, in real life, because oh. I pray for two things, that I would hear the trumpet, and I would also have a rapture dream. Wow. So I walked outside, and I'm hearing something that sounds like an elephant. And it was in the distance, but I just, I felt like something leaping inside of me. Like, huh. I heard it a few times. And then I went to my cleaning job and I was outside and I heard it again and I was shaking. And I went in and I told my customer and she said, I think you need to see a priest. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think she thought I was crazy. Yeah. But that's God confirming is what it was. <laughs> and then that night I went to bed and my dream was that I was telling my husband, this is it. This is the rapture. And I was at the window and I felt the most amazing feeling coming over me, like joy and excitement and God's presence. Like wow. I'd never felt God's presence so strong as I did in the dream. Huh. Um, Amazing. And then I had a few different dreams of hearing like the trumpet blow and seeing like a star falling to the ground, different things like that. That's amazing. It was just, yeah. Um, I even prayed for someone that there was someone that was renting at my house and he had a friend that came and stayed with him and I prayed that they would get a dream. And I had an opportunity to witness to the guy and he was kind of like doubtful about some of the things I was saying, though he kind of had knowledge about God. But before he left to move, he goes, one day he came down the stairs and he goes, oh my gosh, I just had a dream, like the one you told me about. He goes, I dreamed and Jesus was in the dream and he said he was coming soon. <laughs> wow. Wow, so wow, wow. that just... It just showed me, you know, the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing. Have you seen um, any of these videos that have been circling uh, recently of trumpet noises in the sky all over that, the world? I looked that up. Yeah. When I heard the trumpets, I was like, I, I need to know, is anyone else hearing trumpets? Because oh, I yeah. really thought, like, okay, Jesus is coming any minute, any right. day. Like, he allowed me to hear it so I would have this urgency. Right. And when I looked it up, I was just like, I could not believe um, some of the trumpet noises that I was hearing in videos. Yeah, it's amazing. I just saw another one tonight, earlier, before I, I got on this call with you. It's literally, it sounds like a judgment trumpet from heaven. It's an yeah. amazing. It's And I... I heard something similar way back in the year 2012, and I remember I lived in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I had to to park my car like two blocks away from my house that night, and I was getting out of the car, and I all I hear is this sounded like uh, metal horns, 
but it was in the sky and it was like the whole earth was shaking. And I'm like, is the world ending? Like everybody said it was in 2012. Like were the Mayans right? I, I ran so fast to my house. I didn't know what was happening. And then it turns out I saw online, there were so many people across the world that heard these trumpet noises. So it's, it's, when was that? that was in 2012. I heard that. Oh, wow. And that was long before I got saved. Or even had any, uh, you know, knowledge of God or, or, or the Bible or anything. I heard it way back then. And uh, now it's it's becoming uh, more prominent, and I'm seeing it all over the place online, videos of these trumpets. We're, we're getting close. Uh, there, there isn't much time left before the Lord's coming back. I mean, we're he's about ready to wrap this thing up. I don't know, I'm I excited. I'm definitely excited. <sighs> So I, I feel this urgency to, like, get out there on the streets. And I I don't know exactly what God's calling me to right now. Right. But I feel an urgency to just start sharing God like never before and praying over people and um, also just deliverance. Yeah. Like, because there's so many people who are oppressed or you know, demonized and they mm-hmm. don't know that the issues that they're having is the devil. The devil's right. real. And, yep. um, but yeah. Praise God. Well now here, I mean, your story is going to be heard all over the world. So if just one person gets saved from it, you know, they say if, if just one person gets saved, uh, from hearing your testimony, your entire life was worth it. You know, so yeah, this is a great opportunity for everybody. And you know, I had this this nudge on my heart ever since getting saved of wanting to talk to people, and I didn't know what it was. You know, and I listened to podcasts all the time because I drive truck, and like I kind of felt this was where he was taking me. And sure enough, you know, I just got confirmation after confirmation after confirmation, and now you know. There's almost a thousand, a thousand people that have heard these short six stories of people getting saved. And, you know, that's, that's the Lord right there. Like, I didn't do this, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. Um, so if you guys have any more stories or testimonies you want to share, you could go ahead. If not, we'll, uh. I always like to give people uh, the opportunity to repent and pray. And, uh, you know, I just, we lead people in a sinner's prayer at the end of my show. And uh, we go from there. So if you guys have anything else. Okay. I think I've said enough about my own testimony for now. All right. Um, but Taylor wants to say something. Sure. So it's actually sort of about my dad. So, my dad hasn't really been home a lot, and he's been working over overtime uh, pretty much all week, and uh, he he would always come home stressed and. Um, now he met April, 
Now he comes home less dressed. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. The Lord. Yeah. Amen. The Lord's working on all of us and healing us. Amen. Is uh is he saved? Your husband? Yes. He's a Christian? Yeah, my dad is saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, he'd be happy to share his testimony um, sometime also. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you got my number. Sleeping. Whenever he gets a day off or something, you know, if he, you want to shoot him my way, I'll be glad to bring him on and he could share everything he's got. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, we're about an hour and 11 minutes into this. I usually go about an hour, so... We could uh, wrap it up here, guys, and uh, I want to give the listening audience um, an opportunity to pray with us tonight. Uh, I'm going to lead us all in a sinner's prayer. Uh, anybody out there, if this, if any of these stories or testimonies tonight touched your heart, or if you don't know the Lord tonight, or if you have walked away from the Lord at some point in your life and you want to come back, we want to give you an opportunity tonight to come back to the Lord because the time is very, very short and we're running out of time and we need to get this message out to the entire world. So I'm going to lead us in a sinner's prayer tonight. And if you guys, uh, April and Taylor, if you guys want to repeat after me, uh, we could just go ahead and lead everybody in a sinner's prayer. Okay. Yeah. Dear God in heaven. Dear God, Dear God of heaven, I come to you today as a lost sinner. I come to you today as a lost sinner. I'm asking you that you save my soul. I'm asking you that you save my soul. And cleanse me from all sin. And cleanse me from all sin. I realize in my heart my need of salvation. I realize in my heart my need of salvation. Which can only come through Jesus Christ which can only come through Jesus Christ. I am accepting Christ into my heart. I am accepting Christ into my heart. And what he did on the cross to purchase my redemption. And what he did on the cross to purchase my redemption. In obedience to your word. In obedience to your word. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. And believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. You have said in your word which cannot lie. You have said in your word which cannot lie. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I have called upon your name exactly as you have said. I have called upon your name exactly as you have said. And I believe that right now I am saved. And I believe that right now I am saved. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, praise God. And uh, anybody out there listening, if you prayed with us tonight and you want to share your born-again experience or your testimony or anything that God's doing in your life, all you got to do is reach out to me online. I'm on Instagram. You could send me an email at russpodcast at proton.me. That's russpodcast at proton.me. Taylor, April, 
Lila, it was a pleasure hearing your stories tonight. It was such a blessing. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, and you know, anything else pops up in your life and you um, you guys want to come on and share more stories, you know, you got an open platform here, the door's open, and you guys can come on anytime you want. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So if you guys want to hang on, I'm going to play the outro music and then we'll talk at the end. So to everybody else out there, Take care, God bless, and we'll see you next time.